BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from the home bunker. Folks, I am very happy, I guess, happy-ish to report that the white woman, Susan Louise Lorensk, who murdered Isaac K. Owens, the black mother of four in Florida, has been arrested and charged with manslaughter. Susan Louise Lorenzk, according to the New York Times, was charged with manslaughter with a firearm and the shooting death of Isaac K. Owens. And she has also been charged with culpable negligence, battery, and two counts of assault. This shooting happened on Friday night. And it has taken until this week with the family of A.J. Owens giving a press conference, going on cable news networks, retaining counsel to get this arrest to take place. Now, one of the reasons why it takes so very long, aside from the obvious, you know, racism, but one of the reasons why it takes so long is because of the absolutely heinous law that we know as Stand Your Ground. And this is what Stand Your Ground states, is that the law allows for the person to have a right to meet force with force if they believe it's necessary to prevent death or great bodily harm. And this is what the sheriff said with regard to this particular case. Anytime that we think or perceive or believe that that might come into play, meaning stand your ground, we cannot make an arrest. The law specifically says that. And what we have to rule out is whether the deadly force was justified or not before we can even make the arrest. Can you guys just think about this with me for a fucking moment? That somebody can commit murder in the state of Florida, in the state of Minnesota, and other places, right, that have stand your ground laws, And that murderer just get to walk free 
until it can be determined because the burden of proof is on the police to determine whether or not the person who was still alive and well was justified in committing murder. So now we have instances where people, one, cannot make wrong U-turns, right, into a driveway, cannot knock on a neighbor's door, cannot have a conversation with somebody because what? By virtue of somebody else's skin, right? Their melanin, they fear for their lives and can use that refrain that we've heard from police officers who are trained and have guns against black, unarmed black people. And now you can't go to your neighbor's home. It is absolutely obscene where we are and how our society has been rapidly crumbling under these anti-neighbor, right, anti-civility laws that are placed on the books. You know, the Second Amendment is not the only fucking amendment as a part of our Constitution. The only reason why guns were written into the Constitution is because it was a burgeoning country that did not have, right, police departments in the way that we have them now all over the place where you could call for help. It could take days. So the ability to protect your land actually mattered when we were still using horses and buggies. The fact that we, our laws and our thinking have not evolved, and it feels to me like we're still just operating with this reptilian brain in America is wild. This story has captivated, you know, the hearts and minds of people across the country because how many parents have had to go and knock on neighbors' doors, right? How many parents have had to have conversations? This is a normal act of parenting. And now four children are without a mother. It's absurd and it's sick. But that is the reality here in America. You know, my other story before we get to our guest today is that of CNN's now fired CEO, Chris Licht. And the fact that Chris Licht, I think, lasted about 400 days, so a little over a year, as the CEO of CNN, where he greenlighted the town hall and celebrated the town hall of Donald Trump and has ushered in, you know, just like his predecessor, bullshit theory of both sides, right? And has enacted, you know, the failure of journalism. The failure of journalism to provide context, to provide analysis, to provide information to the viewer that is needed. I believe that the media is also part, a large part, on top of the policies that are being created in the denigration of our society. With the fear-mongering, with the lies, with the both-sides-ism, we don't trust the people down the street. And so I'm glad that Chris Licht is out, but I'm sure that he will just be replaced with another, you know, person that will do the bidding of Zaslav and, you know, and bring in more Republicans, more liars, and more stories that don't allow us as a country to come together. 
right, that continue the fracture. What I am happy to talk about today, though, is with Representative Lee Finke, who is the first out trans representative in the state of Minnesota. And we get into a conversation because Minnesota has done, you know, the unthinkable. The Democrats have taken back the governorship, the state uh, Senate and the state house. And in this last session, passed some of the most progressive policies that we've ever seen from gun reform to minimum wage to cannabis to aid for children. It is remarkable. And so it's incredible to finally get to tell a good story of what happens when people give power to the party that is actually aligned with the people. So coming up next, my conversation with Representative Lee Finke. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with the new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Folks, I am very excited to welcome to Woke AF Daily Representative Lee Finke, who is a representative in the Minnesota legislature that just wrapped up an extraordinary and significant uh, term, passing some of the most progressive and thoughtful pieces of legislation that we have seen in quite some time since Democrats have been able to take over uh, the state house, the Senate, and uh, the governorship. So, uh, Representative Finke, um, tell us about this session that just that just ended, and why it's making headlines. Yeah. So, 
I mean, the thing, thank you very much for the invitation. I'm so glad to be here. Um, the thing about our session, right, we have what we call the trifecta, right? The three power in the three chambers. And um, we had that before in 2012 and 2013. Long, This is my first session. So this is my first experience. But when we had it in 2012, 2013, um, there was a lot of caution about how we can keep those things rather than a lot of aggressive desire to govern. Mm-hmm. And I think that coming out of that experience, our leadership wanted to make it clear that we were going to win our reelections by doing as much good stuff for the people of Minnesota as we can. And truly, we held to that. I mean, we passed every single priority bill that we had in the House DFL up on the wall. We had our 30 priority bills. Mm -hmm. Um, Every single one of them is now signed into law. And I mean, massive, important things that have been waiting to get done in Minnesota. Um, Gun control legislation, driver's license for everyone, uh, paid family medical leave, um, write down cannabis legalization, expungements, just... I mean, we the word historic gets thrown around a lot, and it kind of has lost its meaning in the right. Minnesota conversation, but it truly is historic. Every single bill we passed was historic and transformational. The, the housing bill is the was a billion-dollar housing bill, the biggest by at least $700 million, right? Like the education bill, all of the bills, the tax bill, just hugely, significantly progressive bills. So one of the things, you know, it's funny because in a, in a headline story, um, it says Minnesota legislature wraps up $72 billion state budget uh, and ends legislative session with far reaching impact. Right. And one of the things that was harped on, of course, by Republicans in your state was the fact that this was, I think that they said, um, very disappointing um, you know, every, and, and that there was, uh, let's see, quote, even a little bit of tax relief that is in some of the bills is not going to be recognized because of all the expenses from our car tab fees and taxes and delivery fees increases costs all the way around, said the House Minority Leader Lisa, uh, Lisa DeMuth. Um, what do you say to that kind of reaction to this history to actually in my humble opinion, which is what I say nationally all the time, taxpayers actually getting back their tax dollars in ways that make sense for them. So what do you make of those comments by the minority leader? Yeah, I mean, I think that they're, they misunderstand the work that we have done, right? I mean, we came into the session with, as Lisa Damoth, minority leader Damoth said many times, we came in with a historic budget surplus. Um, but, but most of that was um, left over from the federal COVID money. That was not ongoing money and it was not surplus tax payments. Um, and we use that money to build a budget for the people of Minnesota that is going to transform what it means to live in Minnesota uh, in a progressive way, in a way that's going to improve the lives of people. And we have, I mean, I have no problem saying you know, we did increase taxes in places to better the lives of everyone in Minnesota, but we did also pass a historic middle-class tax cut, um, just tremendously powerful tax bill um, from Representative Gomez, our tax chair, that is going to really help people. So we have to have ongoing services, but we also recognize that this is a time when people need support in their pocketbooks 
but they also need better access to health care. They also need better access to the services that their lives depend upon. That's going to take money, and we are going to make sure that's not going to stop in two years when we have to do this all again. We are going to fund these programs into the future. How do you think that we need to be using your state as a symbol, right, Um, as an example for how government is supposed to work for and by the people. Like, what is the conversation? Because we're seeing, right, we, we, we saw pushback in Wisconsin. We've seen pushback with people in terms of how they are voting and what they are doing in, in, in trying to fight against these Republican supermajorities that aren't offering the people anything. They're just taking things away. So what is it that other states can take at this moment that we're seeing um, when we're seeing the opposite happen in these red states? I mean, I, I think that what Minnesota saw, one, Minnesota has a, just a, the, the DFL party here, we have a dog at ground game that has made sure that we are at least running in every district and everybody's hearing from us. Um, we don't leave districts that we can't win and say, we're not going to put resources there. We want everybody to hear our message. Um, and then the the thing that, well, we had a one-vote one majority in the Senate. Right. We have senators in the state of Minnesota who are not progressive, right? I'm in a safe blue urban district. I'm the first trans person in this place. I have my own world that I operate in. But we have rural senators. Um, and we brought them along with us. And we said, we are we are going to focus on transformational policies that we can all get behind. And then we passed them. We said we were going to do them and we did it. We didn't say we weren't going to do things. We didn't. I mean, I can't stress enough how important it was that our leadership sat together across the entire spectrum and said, what can we get done? What do we need to do to get that done? And then Mm -hmm. they actually followed it all the way through and held people to say, you said you would support this and now we're here and we're going to support it. And, you know, I mean, I don't know states that are in a trifecta Republican. I mean, that's a extremely different circumstance when you right, have zero right. power. Yeah. Um, but I th- I do think that the idea that Democrats nationally are getting their message to everyone in every part of the country and every part of their state really has value, even if not right now, right? That work mm-hmm. that was being done, the reason this got done in Minnesota was because of, you know, projects that got started five, 10 years ago. Um, there's a MVP project, right? That was something that was started to build. What does a state like statewide agenda for the state of Minnesota that's run by progressives look like? And that, that work was going on for years and years and years. So that when this moment came, it was just teed up. They knew exactly what they wanted to do. They've worked it through the whole state, right? You got to do that work so that when your moment comes, you can do what we just did. You know, and what you're talking about really is planting the seeds, right? And not giving up or seeding different parts of your state. And when we look at it at a macro level, the Democratic Party seeding different states altogether and just saying, oh, we're not going to put people on the ground in places like Texas or Florida's a foregone conclusion, or we're not going to bother wasting time in Mississippi. And I think that what we see is that, yes, planting those seeds is not going to bear fruit the day that you plant. Right. That you have to have more of a long term on top of a short term strategy. Is that your is is that your opinion? That is my opinion. Right. And that's based in my work. Um, 
you know, I come from activism. I come from LGBTQ and abortion um, activism, right? Those are areas that I've worked in for a long time. And when you are doing work on behalf of the queer community, you don't leave people, right? We can't say, let's all, let everybody leave Florida. We got to abandon Florida, right? Because there are trans people in Florida. And we don't just leave them behind. We continue to work there and we continue to make sure that the people who live there are being heard and having their needs met. And then we recognize that when the opportunity comes, we are going to be ready to make sure those people are getting the representation they need. Right. And it's the same with the people who are doing reproductive work all over the country. You don't just walk away from people who need access to your services. I mean, the Democrats, the DFL in Minnesota were the DFL. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we need to make we what we did was say we may not have your county right now. We may not have your your seat, but we're going to make sure you know that when we legalize cannabis, this is still going to benefit you. And here's how when we pass paid family medical leave, here's how that's going to benefit the workers in your town, even though you probably aren't going to vote for the people who are going to pass this. We still are going to pass it and we're going to make sure you know that it benefits you. And I think that that, you know, education is a huge part of campaigning. Education is a huge part of, I think, party responsibility is not just asking people for their votes when you need it, but also showing them how their vote is actually benefiting them, showing them the policies that you're creating and why they are necessary. Right. Um, You know, I want to switch gears for for a moment to ask you your thoughts on what is happening outside of your state with attacks towards transgender Americans, particularly trans youth. And, you know, we just saw, uh, you know, there have been a series of town halls that CNN is doing with Republicans and Nikki Haley being one of those Republicans that decided to use her prime time uh, to well wage an attack on trans girls and saying that it's trans girls are the reason that cis girls are committing suicide. And it was disgusting. It wasn't pushed back against by the quote unquote journalist that was there. I want to get your thoughts on how the Republican Party is weaponizing fear against the trans community. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts on that. I mean, that's Give that's them. the reason that I ended up running for office, right? I mean, even in our deci- divided government two years ago, we started to hear this. We started to have this debate happening in our house, um, in our Senate, and I started to get. It just was getting closer and closer to home. And I thought somebody has to be there, right? We need trans people in these spaces. Um, That ended up being me and we ended up with a trifecta. So I was able to do some aggressive pro-trans work. At the same time, we saw the national discourse become just truly dystopian. Um, The situation for trans people in um, in this landscape that the Republicans are creating is... It's almost beyond um, my ability to describe it as to people who are not trans, right? I mean, young people and adults now uh, and adults in, in, in some of these states are facing detransition, forcible detransition. They're being forced to decide whether to move or to lose medications that they have been taking sometimes for years. Um, what that means to our community is just that's such a violence such a disgusting and cruel violence against our community that um, it really is about eradication, right? Um, yeah, yep, yep. It's, a, it's like taking someone's medication away from them that they use to be who they are. Um, 
is a, is a way to try to say we don't want you to be here. So you're either going to change or you're going to cough it or coffin or the closet is what I say, right? Like you can either you can either find a way to your coffin or we're going to take away who you are. And I mean, what is being done? What that Nikki Haley quote that you're referring to is just it's just such a blatant one. It's disconnected from any reality that exists yeah. anywhere whatsoever. And two, mental, you know, the problem of teenage mental health among cis girls is a real problem and it deserves to be taken seriously and talked about into not only is it offensive and disgusting to our community, but it also is offensive to young people who are having real mental health challenges and are looking at a world that doesn't seem to be offering them a future. Uh, and then to blame it on a, on a minority community um, of, you know, 1% of the population. I mean, it's, it's abysmal to me. I mean, like it makes me so angry and so fr frustrated that people keep doing this, even as we see polls that show Republicans don't support this. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. It's so sickening. And, and I found Nikki Haley, you know, I find Republicans in general to be reprehensible, like just absolutely abominable human beings. Um, and I say that and blanket it, because if you support the Republican Party at this stage in life, then I know who you are. Right. And, and you're showing the world who you are. Um, but when I look at this, when I look at the trans population and I think and, and maybe, you know, better than me, uh, Representative. But when I I understand it to be what, about a million people? in the country out of 330 million people. So you're having in our two-party system, one party wage war on a million people, a minority of a minority of a minority. How do you think that we shift, change, create new messaging 
that shows exactly what it is that they're doing, because it's not enough to try and shame people that can't be shamed. It's not enough to just call them bigots or transphobes. It's like, I feel like I want to showcase the number that they're talking about that is the cause of all your problems in the world. Yeah. I mean, the number is really interesting to me because, you know, I've, as I get into these spaces, it's it's often like there is this idea that Republican, um, this political messaging wants people to think that trans people are like, it's a disease, right? And it's spreading. Tons of people are becoming trans. They are turning trans ki- kids trans. As That's not a thing, but like that's what the idea is. And they're everywhere and they're spreading. And then, but then once you start trying to do resources for trans people, like we are doing in Minnesota, the, the the story flips, right? And Republicans say, like, there's not enough trans people for right. us to really worry about this. Right. You know? We don't need to pay so much attention to this one little group. Um, and so you can't have it both ways, right? Either we're a menace and we're everywhere or we're a very tiny minority population and we just deserve rights to have resources and, and respect and pay and housing like everybody else. Um, and I, I mean, I think that it is it is hard to be in that walking that fine line because I don't want our community to seem like, um, or woe, woe are we who must right, like right, depend right. upon everybody's, right. you know, like we are just parts of the community, like every other part of the human experience, right? Queer people of any, um, identity, uh, interact in the same way. I think that the, the thing that we are facing now is very deliberate. It's a, it's a choice, right? Leaders of this movement have said they chose this issue because this issue resonated. They threw everything at the wall and trans kids stuck, right? That's a direct quote from one of the leaders of this movement. Um, so it's really hard to figure out how to message against strategic hatred. Um, but I do think we continue to just exist in the world Data shows us that less than half of the country knows a trans person. Um, yep. And that's partially because there aren't that many trans people. I mean, there's a lot in terms of raw numbers, but comparatively, percentage-wise, there just aren't. Um, and the more people have access to what it means to be trans and how people who are trans are are just everyday members of our communities, um, that to me is the strongest message that we have. It's just going to take time because there aren't, there just aren't that many of us. And especially in those states and in those communities that have been the most hostile to us, right? People are fleeing. We passed the trans refuge bill in Minnesota and people mm. are coming. People are coming fast, right? So that that's going to leave more vacuum in areas where there aren't trans people, where festering anti-trans sentiment continues to grow. Right, because those people won't will no longer be there for for their own safety. Um you you know I I feel like we're living at this really incredible time where we have trans people like yourself that are holding office for the first time in you know, in cabinet positions in the Biden administration, in, you know, in in local in 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 state governments. And yet at this same time, right, you have some of the biggest attacks that we haven't seen against this community probably since the 1980s and early 90s. So what what keeps you, Representative Finke, what keeps you hopeful and what message do you have for young queer kids that are that are living in these really terrifying times. 
Yeah, I mean, this is a tough question, right? Because I, I am committed to the fight, right? These are lifelong fights. Um, we have to be in this work forever, right? We don't outlast bigotry. We don't outlast racism. It's always going to be here. We always got to commit. And it can be hard to lose, or it can be easy to lose sight of a hopeful future when you think about doing this forever. Um, but I will say that, you know, I am hopeful because of the relationships that I have in the world and because of the young people that I meet in my work, right? There are young LGBTQ people, young trans people in our communities here um, who I meet because they're inspired by me, but I meet them and I am so inspired by them. And the idea, I transitioned in adulthood um, in the 90s in the suburbs where I grew up, like I had no concept, right? You can't be what you can't see. And there were no trans people. There was no concept of this. And I see these young people having a chance to live their authentic lives. Um, and I'm so inspired and I'm deeply moved and I'm reminded that the world is improving and that our position in the world is making progress, right? And their existence, because we are publicly queer, right? Being trans is to be visibly queer almost for most people, um, almost all the time. And to see young people living their lives is the evidence that our community's um, effort is being rewarded. Yeah. Well, Representative Lee Finke, I thank you so much for the work that you're doing in Minnesota, for the work that you've done and continue to do as an activist for um, for equity and for justice uh, for the LGBTQ plus community, but for all of us. Um, I really, really appreciate you. And thank you for making the time for Woke AF. Thank you, Danielle. I really appreciate being here. That is it for me today, dear friends on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.